So the Anthony Peden affair is, for me, part of a worrying trend regarding governance and also trial by media. So you know the story. Peden was the boss of the New Zealand cycling squad, the coach, who abruptly walked away from his job in recent days. Subsequently, stories have come out saying that there was a bullying and intimidatory regime under his watch. There were concerns about drinking and finally that he was having an inappropriate relationship. Now, all this may indeed prove to be true. But at the same time, is any of this actually our business? There have been accusations over the weekend that all the news stories we're seeing about Anthony Peden are part of a smear campaign run by disgruntled athletes and their acquaintances. And this is where it gets worrying. Cycling New Zealand processed Peden's performance and behaviour, and in the end, the two parted ways, and that's where it should end for the coach. He's lost his job and a reputation within his chosen career. But is there any need for the wider population to hear all about his alleged faults? It's trial by media. The man has to have a life and move on. Underneath it all is the nagging worrying uh, worry uh, that Cycling New Zealand is another sporting organisation where the management is just a little out of their depth. You see, Anthony Peden, uh, I've been a fan for a while. He was always an alpha male. He was always brutally competitive. His nickname was The Weapon, for goodness sake. He lost his place at the Athens Olympics because a bit of a drug uh, scandal. He didn't take a performance-enhancing drug, but he did take a banned substance. And at the time, Cycling New Zealand scolded him for not consulting his coach. This is a driven, confident island of a man. He's Australian, after all. So in taking him on, Cycling New Zealand must have known that this was a man who would take no prisoners in his pursuit of excellence and gold. The winner-take-all attitude could explain the bullying and intimidating behaviour. It takes a certain single-mindedness and aggression to reach the top in any sport. You don't take criticism well. Pretty sure the guys he intimidated didn't take the criticism well either, and they're quite happy to talk about it now. So with the weapon in place, you have to wonder whether Cycling New Zealand then put in the appropriate checks and balances so that he didn't bite off more than anyone could chew. You have to wonder why such a coach was also in charge of selection, and that's coming home to bite everyone. In allowing Cycling New Zealand and High Performance Sport New Zealand to now leak like a sieve about Anthony's alleged shortcomings is also a sign of poor management. You know, New Zealand is a small country, and the born leaders are few and far between. So many underqualified people are being put in positions where they fail. Ex-athletes do not automatically make the best coaches or the best administrators. Weekend warrior administrators do not suddenly become high-quality professional managers when their sport suddenly receives a wad of cash. And it's not just sport. Good nurses don't automatically become great bosses of a ward or able to run a DHB because they were great nurses. Great teachers are not necessarily the people to become CEOs of the million-dollar businesses our bigger schools have become. We have an awful lot of enthusiastic amateurs running big-budget enterprises and their boards of control need to keep a much closer eye on them or it all falls apart as Cycling New Zealand is starting to find out.